All right, you good? I am good. All right, let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another super cool radio interview. I'm your host, as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have an incredible guest joining me at this time. He's an amazing guitarist, songwriter, and producer who has his own solo material and has been involved with bands such as Guns N' Roses, Asia, Sons of Apollo, and Art of Anarchy, just to name a few. Recently, Art of Anarchy released a killer new single entitled Vilified. Please welcome my guest this time, Bumblefoot. Hello! <laughs> I'm just, my whole goal for the next half hour is to make, make him laugh, make Matt laugh. Hey, okay. I, I'm, I, I'm up for it. I'm here to have a good time, and I think you are as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice to be here. Well, I'm, it's it's great to be chatting with you. I've obviously uh, I've been checking out a lot of your, a lot of your work. I'm obviously familiar with you. I don't, I don't know if you remember you interviewed with my friend uh, Chuck Shoot a while back, so I was watching yeah, the that. Shoe. One. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him in July. He was doing stuff with uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, so he was there in New York, and we did the camp together. I uh, I was one of the torturers of the torturees, and he was helping the torturers do the torturing. Yeah. Right. On. Yeah, great dude. Oh no, he, yeah, he, he is awesome. So yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm glad you got to meet him. I haven't. Uh, I, I want to meet him at some point, but he's we we talk you know periodically. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. So now I got a uh, fun question that uh, I'm going to debut for you. So we'll see how this goes. I, I was recently asked this in a job interview, so we're going to see how this goes. Um, if you could only listen to one genre of music for an entire year. Which genre would you pick? Ooh, okay. It's either going to be old school metal or it's going to be um, Motown or it's going to be 70s lounge music. Like, <laughs> like Engelbert Humperdinck and Tom Jones and stuff like that. That's a yeah, I very, very diverse set of three. Oh, okay. It's not unusual to love by anyone. Oh, wait a minute. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Just do this off the floor. Five second rule. Okay, anyway, so I would probably choose that or uh yeah, so I would maybe choose that. I would I would go with 70s lounge music. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I would choose. It's feel-good music. And if I have to go for a year with something, that yeah, that that's what I would go with. Yeah. 
Right on. Right. I I was not expecting that. Also, this is the first time on my podcast that someone has uh, played a guitar, uh, you know, remotely on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, they should do that more often. I mean, yeah, maybe I I, they play guitar. They should. Yeah, they definitely should. Maybe. Drummer to do it because drummers always try to play guitar. And same way guitarists always try to play drums, and it ain't good when it happens. Yeah. So how are you on the drums? Oh, uh, pretty shitty. Oh, okay. But I could do a couple of things. I could do like Jamie's crying from Van Halen, you know, boom, 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 boom. But I, I play pretty much like I have 10 pound weights on all my limbs. It's like just no, no feel, no, no finesse. Uh, you know, you don't got the fluid moment uh, movements with the, with your arms. Um, I'm just not much of a drummer. Ah. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, I can. I just can't get my limbs to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how about bass? Bass, no problem. That I can do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the ghost notes and being percussive and being more drum-like. And there's all the kind of, you know, slapping stuff. Actually, I got a bass in the other room, but I, I won't take up your time going and getting a bass too. Yeah, no worries. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next interview. All right. All right. So I know we got quite a bit to discuss. Uh, obviously, with you know, obviously the big one being Art of Anarchy. Uh, you guys uh, actually have a, the, a new vocalist. Uh, you have Jeff uh, Jeff Scott Soto joined Art of Anarchy for the new single. Uh, so how did before we talk about Vilify? How did Jeff uh, join the band? Well, Jeff and I have played together for years in the band Sons of Apollo. So it was only natural for him to, you know, come and join another band that was like something of something. So I had Art of Anarchy. So we went from Sons of Apollo to Art of Anarchy. And it was an easy transition because, you know, with the of and everything. So that was pretty much it. The of did it. Ah, uh, right. Seriously now. Uh, yeah, we played together for years in Sons of Apollo. And, you know, we're, we're friends. So I'm always telling him what I'm doing, he, what he's doing. We do other things together. And... And as we were working on more Art of Anarchy stuff in the studio during the pandemic, he just said, you know, you should have just had me sing from the beginning. Everything would have been smooth sailing. And, and, and he said it more than once. So I mentioned it to John and Vince, the real true you know, founders of the band. And before I could even finish the sentence, I was like, you know, uh, JSS said to me that, you know, if you wanted him, like, he's in. And that was it. So, yeah, he's he's phenomenal and he's wonderful to work with and he's a great guy and, and everything. So he's everything you want to have in somebody you're going to be sleeping in a bunk next to for, you know, a year on end maybe. So that was it. So we were recording in here, doing all the, the tracking with the band and, and then Jeff would listen to the stuff and he likes to sing to finished music which yeah which surprises me uh, a lot of singers you know they want to be part of the development of the song they hear a part they come up with something for the part which leads to something else but him no he likes to hear finished music and then he just takes it and all the ideas come to him as a whole when he hears it and that's what he did is like every time we'd finish a song we send it to him and he busts out something and it's like there you go done good 
And the first song that was written for this album was Vilified, and it has a kind of dark story behind it. I don't know if you read up on it or know about it, but... I, I, I read, read some of it, but if you'd like to explain further, please go ahead. Sure. Yeah. John, the guitarist, he got sick, didn't know what it was, and it was just knocking out every system of his body. He was everything he was dying slowly dying and doctors couldn't diagnose it they were like we can't figure out what this is until they finally did after after months and then he you know they heavy treatment and everything and and he's back he's fine he's good but uh during that time you know he's pretty bummed out and didn't have a lot of energy and pretty much just spent his time lying in bed just watching movies with a guitar in his hand and he would watch the Joker movie over and over. And as he would watch it on repeat with the guitar in his hand, and he would just start playing along with scenes of the movie, almost like he was just playing a score that sort of developed from watching the movie a million times. And the, the parts that he came up with turned into the song Vilified. And that's what started writing for the third, the new Art of Anarchy album. And that's why in the video, there's all these references to the Joker because it, it just ties in and it was all just such this wild personal thing that he went through. So we performed on the, the Joker stairs in the Bronx where that scene from the Joker happened where he's dancing. And uh, so we did that. And there's a lot of references to that because that is what inspired the song and pretty much kept him sane during during that time yeah heavy yeah, yeah i yeah i read up on some of that but you know and i appreciate going a little bit more in depth with that i'm glad you know obviously he's, he's better and he's you know a better health now but you know uh for it but um but that, that's interesting just that that kind of hold that whole um inspiration that writing process uh yeah. for it and I, I did notice like even in the artwork and the songs, a lot of a lot of Joker references and in the music video as well. Obviously with the stairs, which awesome touch. I, I love the Joker movie, so I saw that in the video and I'm like, oh, that is so cool. You so. know what was interesting about those stairs? They sort of capture uh like the air quality on those stairs was surprisingly dusty and like everybody's eyes were burning and, and we were all like, I can't talk because spending 10 hours or so on them, like normally you just walk through them in two minutes and you're done. But after 10 hours, you start noticing that that little space between the buildings, it sort of traps a lot of air and dust and, and construction work that was being done. Uh, just a, a weird thing that I noticed. My God, I'm Choking up thinking about it, my God, for real. Uh, my throat's closing up. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was completely unnecessary to talk about or mention or anything, but it just popped in my head, so I figured I would say it. Because uh, that's just one thing that just popped in my head that while we were recording, it was like I was surprised how like the air didn't move and it just collected all the like dust in the air. Strange. It is. It is. I, I would not have known that. Uh, I've, I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. But it, so it's just like there. It's just kind of stagnant. But, but you spend 10 hours and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. 
um, so I, I did want, I got a few more things I did want to talk about uh, for Vilify. So I'm curious for Anne of Ar- a- a- Art of Anarchy. There we go. Anne of Artarchy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say uh, Sons of Anarchy. I have not said that. Everybody oh. says that it's so easy. Sons of Apollo, Art of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy, the TV show Sons of Anarchy. I mean, yeah. yeah. But Art of Anarchy. So um, I believe the last album was what, 2016 or 2017, I want to say, around that time. 17, early 2017 it came out. Okay. Uh, so so now obviously now into 2023 and 2024. So like who like, kind of sparks the ideas to like, okay, we're going to write, write and record some new Art of Anarchy music? Uh, in this case, it was John and Vince, the guitarist and drummer. Their twin brothers been playing together all their lives. And since they were teenagers, uh, I would record them in my studio, different places I had in the boroughs of, of New York and, and Jersey. And yeah, so a long time. I God, I've known them good, over 25 years now, I think. Yeah. So it's really them. This is their baby and it started off as just the two of them wanting to make their dream album that they never got to make in 2011, this band started. And it wasn't even a band, it wasn't intended to be a band. It was just something they wanted to do. They told me about it, I was like, yeah, come on into the studio, let's record. And they started recording their music and the idea was to get different singers to sing on different songs. And the first one they got said, hey, why don't we make this a band and, and we will, uh, you know, do the whole album together and make it a band. And that was the first album, which came out in 2015. And then in, right after the album came out, got in touch with singer number two, and he wanted to be part of it. And, and we, in that case, we all wrote together, everybody involved. And, and uh, that came out in 2017. Then a long ass hiatus and just navigating turbulence and all kinds of stupid shit. And then in 2020, we started working on this album, recording it. And yeah, and here it is, the, the band that just won't die, the little band that could. The, yeah, the, it would make a hell of an Anvil-style documentary and people wouldn't believe the shit. Uh, but yeah, good things moving forward. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely glad to hear. Maybe we'll see the documentary in like ten or fifteen years. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> it's something, yeah. <laughs> but so I, but I've heard. Uh, so obviously you mentioned that. So um, you guys have a new album. Uh, can you give me like details or hints? Like you know, um, no. people can expect uh, musically, yeah. lyrically, anything like that. Sure. Well, the album is called "Let There Be Anarchy." It'll be out in mid February. Uh, we have more singles. We'll be putting out as well more music videos the music is more like the first album when the voter brothers john and vince were just really spearheading the sound and just running with it and just writing things and i was more of like a producer and just adding guitar icing although on this album i did write some songs as well and i did contribute but to me i see it more like this is their brainchild this is their baby this is yeah uh and Jeff's, of course, because he wrote everything, you know, all his stuff as well. But the music part of it is really John and Vince. And they have roots in old school, big four metal, Metallica, Megadeth, stuff like that. So you hear a lot of that in the guitar riffs and, and even the drum approach of things. And yeah, so it's musically, it's like that. And then Jeff just always ties everything together, no matter what kind of music it is. He makes it where it's something that 
you could sing along to that'll stick in your head that makes sense. Uh, Jeff makes sense of it all. And he did the same in Sons of Apollo, all this crazy music. And he made it really into songs and not just crazy. Yeah. So it's the same with this. It's almost like Jeff takes the stuff and turns it from just old school inspired metal and makes it something that could get on the radio and that people could sing along with and listen to. And yeah. So it's a, a nice balance that's created. Well, that sounds awesome. Like, I was really digging uh, Vilified because like, it, it did remind me of the first album. Like listening to it, it as like, I could definitely see this being a part of the first album with that style, you know, kind of very, you know, similar style, similar sounding. But like, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the new album. Just to, you know, hear more new music from you guys. I'm very excited, uh, you know, to get to listen to it. Yeah, I hope people dig it. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't follow the standard, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, chorus rules of of just formulaic, formatted music. Like even the song "Vilified." I mean, yeah, news reports from Jeff Tate, woohoo, and. Uh, just you know suddenly going like the second half of the song is like a whole other song and yeah and five and a half minutes whatever it is yeah so, so jeff tate's a news anchor now uh in the song like all the you know you know the the news anchor in the song that's jeff tate i didn't know that yeah yeah so uh so how'd that come about we asked him oh okay he said yeah that's funny. Now, listen That's back, you'll be like, oh, of course, like it's so mind crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's Jeff Tate doing all the the news reporting narrations in the song. I'm going to have to listen closely now, now that I know who it is. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, for Anarchy, I keep doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Art of Anarchy. I, I'm like combining all three words into one. I'm sorry. <laughs> art of anarchy so um when like you said the album's gonna be out in uh, february like are there plans to do like live shows or touring uh next year yeah we have a great booking agent and they're looking into stuff and seeing what'll be possible so yeah we plan to get out and play right on well yeah. hey i i'd love to see you guys live i think it'll be i think it'll be awesome so i hope uh hope the hope the, everything works out for that uh can you give any hints like for any the, the live show, like, can you give any hints what people could expect? Oh, a lot of Art of Anarchy songs. Uh, <laughs> I doubt we would, I don't know if we would even do any covers at this point. Like, we have three albums of stuff. Uh, so, most of the stuff from this album and a few from past albums as well. Jeff is totally open to singing anything. He's like, yeah, yeah, as long as the people dig it. Cool. So, yeah. Right now, we don't have a like, that's just the general plan. Just, you know, we'll play a lot of stuff from this album and whatever else we can throw in. Yeah. Right. And any no, 70s lounge music? I, I'll suggest, you know, like Tom Jones and, and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if it'll happen. But And if not, I'll just play it on acoustic guitar, you know, in the intermission of things and or before we go on. And they'll have to pull me off with a giant cane and, and then we'll play. But no. No, that won't happen. So, yeah, yeah, we'll just go out there and we'll just do a lot of Anavartiki stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this this is going smoothly, by the way. I know everything's going great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so so no no seventies lounge music. Uh, maybe. Show. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll try and push it, but I usually get vetoed for all those ideas. It's like you know, I try, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I got you for sure, for sure. But I do want to transition out of Art of Anarchy. There we go. I said it right this time. Because uh, I got a few fun questions for you that I, I'd like to talk about. So obviously, not only are you a musician, musician but you are also a producer. Um, do you approach like producing music differently compared to like recording and writing it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Producing, I am invisible. I should not be heard in any way. My job is to amplify the personality of whoever the artist is and just bring out their best. Most of the time they have a good vision for themselves. And for me, it's just making sure that we capture it. And and best thing is when in the end they say, oh, this came out even better than I was hoping, that kind of thing. Sometimes I need to interject or they want me to interject a little bit and contribute as far as uh, whatever they want. Like if they want a million ideas from me, I'll do that. If they want me to just sit back and just make sure it's <clears throat> the best thing and, and just mix it to the sound that they're looking for, that's fine too. It's all about them. It's about making sure that they sound their best and as much like them as possible. Uh, yeah. So I love doing that. I, it's kind of like when someone who played on the field decides to become a coach. Like at this point, I'm old. I'm full of aches and pains. I, that let someone else go out and hurt themselves. I just want to help them do it well. But also, I just love helping people and, and especially the next batch of musicians. You know, the just help them get out there and sound the way they want to sound and, and make it a positive experience where they have a lot of creative control and openness and, and can do whatever they can think of, we can make it happen. And however they want it to sound and how they want to present it, we make it happen. It's a team effort, but I like to be the invisible member of that team and make it where you don't hear me. You just hear the best version of them. So that's what I go for which is totally different from when you're writing and, and performing, then on the other side of that. And the producing is just part of it. It's almost like doing it without a producer if I'm doing it myself. Yeah, definitely. No, it's a, definitely, it's a different mindset and process, uh, you, know, you know, obviously for you. But I really like that you, like, you focus on you know, the people you're producing. You, you don't try to interject unless, you know, obviously unless you need to. But it, it's nice to, you know, for you to just be a, the invisible person kind of just behind the scenes for them. Yeah, we, we establish what my role will be at the beginning. And then we just do the thing and we just do it. Uh, I've been working with some great artists too. There's a band in Israel, a duo, a garage rock duo called the Dodies, D-O-D-I-E-S. And they are so fucking good. They sound like, you can hear like 90s inspirations in their stuff like Nirvana and Radiohead, uh, although later stuff as well, like Muse, 2000s until now, of course. Uh, 
so musical and interesting. The guitar player, he sings phenomenal voice with so much dimension to his voice where just so many different sounds come out of his voice and dynamics. So dynamic and a big range and just a great singer and melodies you would never expect and they work. And the drummer, kick-ass drummer, but he plays with just one arm and he plays bass on a synth with his left hand while he's doing that and singing back in vocals. And then every once in a while, he grabs the stick off the synth and plays normal, both arms. And the guitar player kicks on an octave pedal that's running to a bass amp. So it's like they take turns being the bass. And it is such a huge sound that they get. And they are so good and so natural. It's like they don't quantize. They don't play to a click. They don't auto-tune. They play looking at each other. We record like it's a gig just playing together and the, everything is just first or second take and we got it. Yeah, they are phenomenal. So look up anything that's the Dodies band, whether it's uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or the Dodiesband.com, YouTube. Uh, they got some funny videos, really cool videos. And there's another, there's a young lady uh, from uh, Ontario, Canada, a little town in Ontario. And she is so talented. Her name is Sierra Levesque, although some pronounce it Levesque, depending on your... So she sings incredibly, uh, like a very clean, bright, loud voice with a range where she can sing like heart songs with ease. She could sing anything. Uh, she's really great. And she plays guitar, she plays piano. Uh, she also multi-instrumental, she'll play drums and bass and everything and writes her own music and records it all herself in a home studio. And then she sends the tracks to me and then we do this online and, and mix it together. And she just put out a song called Get Off My Stage. Pretty funny song. And it's, it's heavy, but it's lighthearted where it's basically, you know how rap songs like rappers will diss each other and put out diss songs uh taking shots at each other well machine gun kelly he was you know when he switched over to rock and he was saying he was shit talking cory taylor and yeah, that, I remember that, yeah. yeah and that pissed off sierra she didn't like that so she wrote a diss song a rock diss song dissing machine gun kelly and just tears them up. Uh, but it's all, you know, it's lighthearted. It's not cruel. It's, you know, it's not to be taken, you know, hostily or anything. And she just put that out as, as a single, her very first release. And just came out September 1st. And radio stations in Canada are playing it. I know just, just uh, last week, like 10 stations grabbed it and, and played it. And she's like the first unsigned you know, independent artists that that these stations ever played. Uh, yeah, so worth checking out. Sierra Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. And look up anything Sierra Levesque music. Yeah, she's great. And she's playing out all the time. She did something during the NAM show in LA uh, in April where you know, she would sometimes do covers on her Instagram, Facebook, and everything. And uh, and she did one of a popular uh, L.A. gun song, and they heard it. And 
they invited her to play when they played Nam Weekend at the Whiskey. So she joined them for like one of their most popular songs as a guest and played with LA Guns singing and playing that song with them. Pretty cool. Yeah. So she's doing great stuff. And now, and she's so smart and like great with business. Uh, she's doing like all Berkeley online courses and business and everything right now. And, and yeah, so she's going to go far. And the Dodies, they deserve to go far. They deserve so much attention. They really do. Uh, they're just so fucking good. Yeah. Check them out. Both of them. Uh, you have, now I got to check out more, more new music from, you know, from obviously both though, because they both sound like incredible musicians. And uh, I, th after this interview, I'm going to be listening to some music. I can tell you that because the, the both of them sound incredible. And there's another dude from Jersey named Christian Carson, who's a really good singer, guitar player, just sort of like this, like grungy, gritty kind of sound. Got to check him out too. He did some recording here and, and I laid guitar on some of his stuff and, and he's great. Really cool guy. Yeah, Christian Carson has a band called Commonwealth, but look him up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make some notes and I'm going to check this out after this, you know, check those, uh, those artists out after, after this interview. But thank you. I, I'm always looking for more new music to check out and possible guests to have on the show. So always looking for them. Great. So I know we got just a couple more things and we closing out this interview soon. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about, uh, actually, before we get to that, uh, last question about producing, and then I got, got to talk about your hot sauce. Um, so, yeah. So last question about producing. Are there like any artists or bands that you want to produce music for, but have not yet? I haven't really, you know, I've never really thought about that. Like I've never looked at someone and said, God, I would love to produce them and help them with their thing. Uh, no, it's just the kind of thing where paths cross and it's more like personal. Uh, get to know the people and like the people and like their music and just see the potential and want to help them get to where they want to be. Yeah, so I haven't, I mean, I could, I could easily just start like get like a producer manager agent and say go find me people to work with and or just start scoping out artists and stuff like that uh, but i haven't no there's only if it just happens organically and our paths cross somehow yeah no, right now I, I was just curious so um but no, I think you, you, have a be, you have a better way of doing it the more organic you know um, getting to know someone then working with them yeah 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 for sure all right so now uh so now i do want to talk about because you have a, your own hot sauce collection is that correct yes i do yes awesome so how did that how how did that start how did you get started with you know in the hot sauces because i love eating hot shit um so <laughs> started <laughs> off i was 12 years old and <laughs> You know, at that point, I was like painting Iron Maiden albums on dungaree jackets for $20 a pop, trying to save up money to buy DiMarzio pickups and, and wire them into my guitars and stuff like that. Uh, so my cousin Steve, my older cousin, dared me five bucks to eat a hot pepper, like a hot cherry pepper. And I was like, you know, it's going into the pickup fund. got to do it. So ate it, and I liked it. It was good. And from there, I just started... You know, it just got on my radar, spicy food and everything, Thai food, Indian food, whatever it is, just 
as hot as you can make it. You know, as much wasabi on the sushi, uh, everything. Just love the heat. And people started, you know, people that knew me realized this. So for birthday gifts, it's like, happy birthday. Here's a hot sauce for you. Some obscure hot sauce with habaneros and grapefruit or this or that. And next thing you know, the refrigerator is half filled with bottles of hot sauce. And every meal is like, take three of them out, put a little here, a little here, a little here, and just, just loved it. And it gets to the point, just like music, you love music so much that you want to start making music and, and delivering that same joy that you receive. So I started screwing around with hot sauce ideas. And eventually, I teamed up with this, this company that did it for real, and they took me under their wing, and we rolled out like six sauces 10 years ago, and it was great. And then from there, uh, the company sold, and, and I didn't have a hot sauce distributor manufacturer anymore, so I made my own hot sauce company at that point and got my manufacturer, got my distributors, the resellers in Australia and Germany and, and, and Norway and yeah. And the label maker and just put it all together and, and took the three most popular sauces that people like the most and just stuck with those and put them out. So Bumblefoot's hot sauce you have, I wish I had a bottle here. I don't, here's my hot sauce bottle. Okay. This sauce, it's called the sauce. It is an everything, all-purpose sauce that you can eat with anything, and it works. Uh, you wake up in the morning, you put it on your eggs. Uh, the last thing you eat at night, put it on there. It'll work. It just goes with everything. It has Mediterranean herbs. It's a mild red sauce, uh, not too spicy, very flavorful, and more complex than your typical just vinegar, pepper, salt you know, just biting cheap stuff. No, no, this is good. And it works with Italian food with the herbs in it. It works with Mexican food. It works with anything you can think of. Uh, Lebanese, anything. So there's that one. It is a two-time first place award winner in its category at the biggest food festival in America called Zestfest. When I first rolled it out in 2013, when I re-rolled it out in 2020, Early 2020, won first place both times. And then if you want something more barbecue-y, with just a little kick, it has cherries, it has bourbon, it has chipotle, and also won twice at ZestFest, number one in its category of a crossover condiment-style barbecue-y hot sauce. It is called Bumbalicious. Now, these two are pretty mild and have a lot of flavor. The next one is... So hot, it never should have even been created. It's, it should not be ingested. It should not exist. It is a plague on humanity. It is horrible. And it's my bestseller, go figure. It is so hot that the people at the show Hot Ones, they did a blog and they said, this was back in like 2016, they said it was the third hottest sauce in the world, according to them, of like their top 10, what they consider the hottest sauces. And this one is called Bumblefucked. That is the name of the sauce. And now Bumblefucked, you can just take a, a pinhead dot of it, touch it to your mouth, and you will be on fire for 10 minutes from just yeah, the torso up. And the next day, the torso down. And 
But the good thing about the, this trio of sauces is that if you want to give a little extra heat to the two mild sauces, you can always use that super hot sauce, almost like an additive, and just put a little to it. Now your mild sauces that are all super flavorful, now they're medium level. So it works like that. Yeah, yeah. So that is my trio of terror, my trilogy of terror. Uh, the sauce, a nice, mild, flavorful red sauce. Bumblelicious, a barbecue-y, flavorful, mild sauce. And bumble fucked. I do not recommend eating this stuff. And people make the mistake. They, they expect it to be a lot less potent than it is. One drop will heat up your entire plate of food. And... Yeah, it's dangerously hot. Hot sauce. Yeah. Bumblefoothotsauce.com. I'll leave a link for that in the description as well. Um, the first two sound amazing. I, I would definitely, I, I'm probably going to pick some up and try them. I'm going to avoid the other one uh, just because I'm not like, I, I like flavor over hotness. <laughs> yeah, the third one you get for people you hate. Yes, even though I cannot encourage that on this podcast, but yes. No, you can't, but I will. Get it for Yes, you can do whatever you want. I legally can't. <laughs> no. I illegally can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Bumblefoot, uh, it's been awesome chatting with you. Thank you so oh, much pleasure. for stopping Thank by Super so Cool Radio. Uh, one more thing as we're closing out this interview. So what are the plans for Art of Anarchy and yourself for next year, 2024? Ah, well... For Art of Anarchy, we're going to put out that album. We are going to play wherever we can play. And that should probably keep the year pretty full. As long as we do a lot of playing. Uh, maybe put out more singles and videos after. We'll see. Uh, whatever we can do. So with everybody's support, we'll be able to do even more. It's a symbiotic relationship. So, so the more support the band gets, the more we can actually do. So hopefully we can build that team together of everybody. So there's that. And then for my own thing, I have an instrumental guitar album that I have finished up. And I am now in the process of the non-musical part of it, of like transcribing the album so I can put out a book of it, making uh, animated music video stuff, all that kind of thing. So getting those pieces in place. And I really wanted to have the album out by the summer that didn't happen. I was hoping I could have it out by the fall. That I don't know if that's going to happen. And I don't want to rush it. But the album is done. And I have some wonderful guests on it too. So I want to put that out as well. Now I'm thinking ahead and just saying, all right, maybe that also in early 2024. Uh, hopefully sooner. But I also want to get the rest of those pieces in place. We'll see. Yeah. So that's the plans and hopefully more producing and some teaching and whatever else I can do to just share, you know, just be part of everyone's music world. Yeah. Well, right on. Sounds like some great plans in the works. I definitely look forward to checking out uh, the new Art of Anarchy album and the new album, you know, your own personal solo album um, when uh, when that is released. So a lot of great, you got a lot of great things in the works and I'm definitely very excited for you and Art of Anarchy. Thank you so much. So for uh, Bumblefoot, I'm your host always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. <laughs>